G'day, folks. It's a coach here. Hope you are all stomping around the mortal realms. It is Sons of Behemoth. Uh, I had to quickly, quickly realize that I had Seraphon still up there as my little image. Um, but we are talking Sons, and I have Horatio, and I'm saying it early because I know I will butcher Horatio's name, but Horatio has been stomping the mortal realms. I am very excited to hear about his experience at Summer Slaughter. It was probably one of the largest Age of Sigmar events we've had so far in third edition. And Sons are the big bad guy. So if you're listening to this as an opponent, how do I beat Sons? You're going to hear some tips and tricks that you might help you get a Gargan off an objective. And if you're obviously a Sons player, we're going to talk a bit about some of the crazy list science that Horatio has been playing with, what we've learned so far. Obviously, you all know I've been playing Gargans. I played it in second edition, got that Warhammer community article, um, doing pretty well. But what has happened between editions? But Horatio, before we get into all the meat and the potatoes, do you want to give an introduction to yourself and obviously what got you into the Gargans? Well, first and foremost, uh, Coach, thank you again for having me. Um, I've been such a, a follower for a long time, and it's awesome to be able to uh, contribute to one of your episodes. Um, to everyone else, like, hello, everyone. My name is Horatio Rivas. Uh, I've been in the hobby for over 25 years, and I'm mostly a hobbyist um, that has found uh, a new love for the competitive side of the hobby. Um, due to my job, I move quite often, and Warhammer has been like a, a key thing in my life to meet new people all over the world. Um, I've been to Italy, you know, I was there for three years and I met the first thing I did Google Warhammer near me, you know, and, and found some amazing people there, which I, I'm still in contact with. Um, I'm currently in the Virginia area and, and I'm part of the Victory Gamers Club, uh, which is currently 11 on the ITC and I've been blessed. Um, I have some amazing players that just teach me the hard lessons, um, um, to name a few, Anthony Trentinelli, currently number one, uh, James O'Brien, number two on the ITC, Gary Mulhoney, the creator of Best Coastal Parents, you know, so I just, I just get pounded every week. <laughs> you you I, come from I the school of hard knocks. You have come, <laughs> yes. and, 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 and it's funny you say that because when I got into competitive Age of Sigma, so I played fantasy battles for 20 odd years and I'd never had been to a tournament. Um, I had lived in a small country town for a lot of my, a lot of my upbringing and my Warhammer career. And when I moved to Sydney and my friend was, you know, getting me into tournaments, I'm like, right. How do I do this? And at the time, that's exactly what I did. I found the best local players and I challenged them. And I said, I want to play you um, because I want to see what you do. And then I made it very obvious right at the end. I said, what did I do wrong? What could I have done differently? Where did I lose the game? And over those little tips and tricks I picked up, I'm like, right, cool. Now I can implement that. And I became a much better player. So, you know, don't dodge those, those really tough players. And I've been told I need to get Anthony on the channel once or twice already. So uh, I might need to, might need to reach out for a connection and, you know, before we get into it, thank you poet again uh, a man of many gold coins that he's just given to me instead of me taking it and uh, piling in and um, stuffing it in my bag so much appreciated <laughs> and, and like you gargans gargans and and, and um, warhammer has just been such an awesome opportunity for me to go out there and play people and meet people and it's a common language that we all have but 
what got you into Gargans? What got you into the Suns? Because you and I picked it up around the same time, and we were talking a little bit earlier before we went live, is we picked it up in the hot trash time when people gave it no love. It was, you know, the worst battle time in history, and um, here we are today, uh, the big bad guys of Age of Sigma 3. So um, with me, it's, I, I just immediately fell in love when I saw the army and the initial snippets, you know, of like those little Sigmarines running away from this big giant. Um, and then really, and again, uh, I feel bad because I keep like pumping your ego, but like immediately, I mean, we talked about it, right? Um, I just look for content creators and that's actually how I found you. Uh, you know, you, you were starting um, putting some content regarding the Giants and I just started following you and then um, looking at your tournament um, brief downs, you know, where, where you sit with the other players and you started talking about what you did well or not. And, and after that, I started watching Vince Venturella uh, and everything that he's doing um, on the hobby side. Um, pain inside transformation side with his dark mechanicum giants and all this stuff. So from the get-go, that's what got me into it. Um, and I've been in love ever since, I, I gotta say. I um I jumped onto it. The minute that I saw it, I think it was it was at the Adepticon when Adepticon got canceled, I think it was, and they showed off the preview of the army. I saw it and I fell in love and I'm like, right. I've been playing a lot of Horde armies, whether it's been Gits, whether it's been uh, Cities of Sigma, even Legion of Nagash, I was playing with, you know, lots of Skellies and, and Direwolves. And when I saw this, I'm like, right, I'm going to play Gargans, whether they're good, they're bad, whatever. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to convert them. And um, I know the most frustrating part for me at the time was Suns, uh, the Man Crushers, were all out of stock. Little did we know they were getting reboxed, you know, for six months. But I couldn't get my hands. I wanted to get my hands on the Man Crushers before the big boys, so I was ready to go. Um, but I think you hit the nail on the head. The conversion opportunity and the creativity that I've seen in Suns has been second to none. Um, I know you were talking a little bit earlier before we went online about, like, endless spells. That's right, yeah. Um, for example, I, I have a heat gun, um, and what I did is I, I made my giants just grab endless spells, right? Like, I have one of them with the pendulum just swinging around. Um, I have another one that I cut his arm and put the um, the Daughters of Cain, you know, that new endless spell with the heart. Yeah, the heart, the heart uh, of fury. Exactly, and that's his gauntlet, you know? So it's just, you have so much conversion potential. And the best thing, again, is nine models or 10 models max in an army, right? Nine little giants and a stumper. So you don't have that many models, so you can really put your heart and, and passion into it. Well, when you have to paint 120 zombies, yeah, you know, it, it can, it's dreadful, you know. And there's only so many bits and kits you can use, but I think it's crazy because um, anything goes with Gargans. I have one of my um, Kraken Eaters holding a Deepkin eel, like in, it's literally holding an <laughs> eel up in its hand. Um, I've got some crazy stuff like the, um, uh, the, the, is it the squeak, the mango squeak has like a little guy like riding it, kind of holding for dear life. I've got hit holding on my, my Taker tribe, um, like my, my net. 
Um, you know, anything goes, you know, whether it's, you know, bits from endless spells, whether it's big beasts, like a, I've got a bloodthirster double axe in one of its hands and I've got the endless spell shield. Like it's, it's crazy. But then I saw, I've seen people, as you mentioned, you know, Vince has got the mechanical gargans. I've seen people green stuffing skin and making like rock gargans and like, you know, yes. stonies type skin. I've got ice. Like I think the conversion and the hobby is just like that alone, and now we are the big bad, but that kind of carried me through the bad times is I was just having so much fun converting, so much fun painting, so much fun just being an idiot that um, <laughs> it eventually became good. And and especially when uh, during these times, you know, that we've been blessed by Papa Nurgle with this uh, pandemic, you know, like we don't really have that much uh, time to play with other people so we can dedicate more time to the hobby side um and yeah just like you said i mean you can just really put your heart into it and and come out with crazy stuff because anything goes um and also and it, there's it, like uh, yeah, i was just gonna it, say like it, it some, looks normal yeah exactly yeah and there's i was gonna say there's also like third party uh companies that are coming with amazing sculpts you know so um you don't have to go only with GDOP stuff if if yeah. you don't like how they, how they look at the moment. I think that's probably one thing is with the man crushes, they're all monoposed and I cut the, all mine up. So I, I moved arms, I moved legs, you know, I've got uh, my, my man crushes stomping and kicking and jumping and swinging. And I've gone into very dynamic poses, but to cut up your model to green stuff, to, to sculpt, I know that's not everyone's cup of tea and people aren't confident in doing that. So I can appreciate that not everybody wants, you know, six of the literally exact same kind of like one, one kind of move so that's probably the only kind of like negative i would say with sons is the man crusher if you go down the man crusher build um that well i mean other than obviously otherwise it's also expensive right like i've got three mega gargans and swapping like you know the the changes in points and we're kind of moving to third is if i want to run the big boys now i've got to get two wall stompers in or like that's kind of how i do my four drop but I don't own any war stompers. So I've now got to go buy an extra couple of mega gargans, which is, you know, not, not the cheapest models out there. It's not like adding 30 skinks to my list. No, nah, yeah, no, nah, completely. Um, I, I got to say, I definitely agree with you. If there is one thing, uh, at least on the hobby side, will be please, G-Dubs, if you're listening out there, update the little man crusher gargan. <laughs> Make him like a, a, a different pose um, model that we could have, like just what you said, you know, kicking, stuff like that for people that are not as comfortable as others with cutting a $90 model, you know. It's because of where the joints are. Like it, they join up in the middle of the arm. So it's not like you're connecting, uh, you know, the ball joint and you can kind of move it around. It's just the way it's cut up. It's It, it takes skill. So um, it's easy to do and you can mani manipulate it, but um, that's probably the only negative I'd probably say. But third edition. So you have actually gone to a tournament. I'm in lockdown. People know this already if they've been watching the channel. So I don't have any tournament experience in third edition just yet because I'm not allowed to leave my house. But what have you found going from second edition to third edition? Because for all reports, Suns is a massive winner in third edition, where previously we were a struggler at times. Yeah, I, I will say, you know, and we, we were talking about the show like, before the show, stunks, you know. Um, we just hold 
this little book, you know, with our diamond hands. And it's just been going up, you know. We are currently in the middle of GER. Uh, you know, monsters are like the cool kids on the block. And what better army than the one that everybody is a monster? You know, it's a, like an all-inclusive army here. You know, it's a big tent. Uh, so I, I love it. I, it's, it's been an amazing experience so far, I got to say. And then to make things better for us, like, because, you know, the, the world has been, you know, everything's coming up Millhouse. Then recently we got a White Dwarf and the White Dwarf specifically gives us a new grand strategy. It gives us new battle tactics and it gives us some battalions because that's probably one of my frustrations early on was I couldn't really take advantage of, of the core battalions. They weren't really fitting to my style, which was in, in the last edition, I was running three megas and a unit of three man crushers. So I was running a four drop um but I couldn't really do that in the, in a core battalion, but we've now got two, we've got two core battalions and they're quite, quite good. Yes, exactly. And that was one of my points, you know, battalions, 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 you know, in, in second edition, uh, I know a lot of people, myself included, we were a little bit bummed uh, that there wasn't even one battalion in our army. Um, I mean, you had some crazy abilities out there that other armies had, and we were not privy to those. And, you know, with the new edition, you know, at least for the competitive side, uh, for everybody that is new to the to the game, um, you know, the battalions that you have on your books, they're really not, come. they don't come into play. Uh, in the competitive side, we have the battalions in the General's Handbook or GHB, you know, and, that kind of like leveled the playing field, right? Um, at least for us, that's how I see it. And then the uh, White Dwarfs came out with two different battalions for us, and I'm in heaven right now. So I love it. Let's let's talk third edition first. Like, let's just go to maybe the fundamentals first, and then I want to go over. I want I do want to highlight the the new rules. Maybe some people haven't seen the White Dwarf, and let's get our thoughts on it. I love the new core battalions, by the way, especially uh, sorry the new White Dwarf battalions for us. But before that, um, a couple of the the changes that happened in third edition. Coherency for you has that changed the way that you look at Suns? Um, it does, uh, and and. And the only reason why it does is because we have um, certain models in our range, um, especially the man crusher gargants. And from now on, I'll, I'll just call them little giants because that's what yeah, I'm Yeah, they're the baby, they're the baby gargants. Exactly, baby gargants. And also the, um, the kraken eater, we have the ability to actually put people in our bag. So it, it's, so be, before, um, it was a little bit more tricky. I mean, you could do it, but now with the new uh, coherency rules, you can actually pick certain models, right? And make the uh, the opponent lose a lot of models if they don't pay attention. So I will say that that is, that is key. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something that we've always had, especially like being able to pull out unit champions. And I think being having elite models in people's units and then being able to re remove them. And unless they're like a bone reapers, like Mortec Guard or something that can regenerate, um, you can remove the wizard from the Lumineth, um, the Lumineth uh, Sentinels or Wardens. You could remove those unit champions who are issued in command abilities. So that's a really good one. I think for me, the only other thing from our side 
is that I felt maybe it's a bit of a disincentive for our man crushes. I think just because of the way, I don't know, like I've just, like it's a little bit more, oh, I don't know, actually, maybe, maybe not so much. I don't know. You maybe ignore me on that one. Like I know for me, I'm always running big, the big boys, so I'm not too worried about coherency. But I know for a lot of opponents that, especially if they're running big, big blocks. Of, well, like you don't run big blocks of it's you run up to three, so it's not really an issue. Actually, now I think about it, it's, it's not an issue. Uh, you're under the five, and so yeah. far I haven't found any any issues whatsoever when it comes to that. Um, so yeah, I think. For us, it's only positives, to be honest, Coach. Yeah. It's just being able to grab people and catch people off guard um, has been really good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a gotcha feel bad moment. So you might find, you know, you don't want to pull out one model, especially if someone strings out and they remove half the Phoenix guard. They'll remember, remember that lesson again. Table size, how have you found the new table size being a lot smaller for us? Um, I just think it's 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 great. Uh, you know, having a smaller table allows us to get into the fray even earlier. You know, mm. um, so when it comes to the different um, battle plans, and I know we're going to talk about battle plans later on in the show, um, but right now the closest you can be uh, from enemy models is 18 inches. You know, that's usually nine inches from your side, from the enemy's side, and nine inches the other way. So 18 inches, you know, if somebody really wants to, you know, try their luck because they underestimate you, I mean, those little giants, you spend a command point uh, to run them six, all of a sudden that is uh, 14 inches, and you're only four inches away from a possible charge of um you know a little giant mob which is a unit of three so i just really love that it's a smaller table i can get into the fray even faster the other the other cool thing as well and, and jonathan's pointed out that um you can do more turn one charges i found even in the old edition i could turn one charge you'd slingshot the man crushes off the back of a mega gargan who could then run and charge um, if they were within 12 of a mega. Um, but now it just means that even your megas, because you, you couldn't turn one charge with a mega, um, but now you can, which is which is great if you want to. Although I don't really feel the need in turn one, two, because there are some really easy battle tactics to, to score in turn one that maybe I'm holding off to at least turn two, unless there is an army that I really need to punch in the face early, like Lumineth before they start shooting me, like, you know, there's probably a couple... But exactly. um, the shorter table size as well helped us with, um, yeah, getting our megas into into combat, um, a bit more range with our shooting. It means that, you know, some of our mid-range kind of shooting is now giving us more options. And we're spread out less as well. Probably one of the hardest missions that I played a few times was Scorched Earth because you're trying to defend four objectives, claim four objectives, and then kind of like stretch out across the entire board. So now we don't have nearly as much you know, spreading out in our army. Exactly. Um, and I, I think it's just a huge positive, especially when you are facing, I mean, Warhammer, um, as we know, it is just a rock, paper, scissor, you know, and then there's usually an army like Eslanesh when it first came out that is just rock, paper, scissor combined all in one. It doesn't matter what you play. We're going to win. Um, but, you know, 
one of our biggest uh, threats, you know, are those big shooting armies. And with the table being a little bit smaller, um, you got to think about it twice, you know, um, and you have to position twice because I can be in your face really quick, you know. So I, I think it's just a huge positive for, for Giants, you know. Yeah. What about um, what about some of the other changes that have happened? You know, we've got, you know, the grand strategies, the battle tactics stuff. How have you found scoring? I mean, I think I know the answer immediately, but how have you found things like grand strategies and battle tactics for us? So um, battle tactics um, and grand strategies. Grand strategies, we are one of the easiest armies. Um, you either pick the beast master so keeping a monster alive or a battle line alive because all of your models are battle line and all of your models are monsters so they literally have to wipe you out and if they wipe you out um you know we are having bigger problems <laughs> you know so um i gotta say that it's really easy for us to score at least those three points um when it comes to the little battle tactics um like i said we are in gur monsters have um a lot of battle tactics that we get extra points, um, you know, and you can start out of the gate, you know, um, picking that battle tactic that you move three units with, and with a monster, you get an extra point. You grab a couple of objectives and you're all of the sudden, you are five to six points on turn one, you know, um, and now it becomes, now you make your opponent try to catch you up, you know, yeah. in points. So it's, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. We, we obviously do give away victory points when someone pulls down one of our megas, so that's probably the other side of the coin. But, yeah, when you look at the battle tactics and the grand strategies, it's definitely in our favour, um, and most of them are very easy to score for us, and we've got plenty of options with bonus victory points. And the other cool thing as well is we do have one extra grand strategy that came from White Dwarf. The grand strategy, I don't know if you would put this in your rotation, but... Um, you score it if a friendly unit run or charges in every battle round. It doesn't have to be the same unit. You just have to um, run or charge in each battle round. Um, I've seen that, and honestly, I, I think the other two are way easier to score. Yeah. Um, and and when you're in turn three or four, um, it is hard because if all your units are in combat, all of a sudden you cannot run or charge, and then and we don't have we don't really have retreat and charge. So that was one of my things. Is like when I was thinking late game turn four, turn five, I don't want to make a decision. Do I continue fighting in combat, or do I have to? Like no, it's not even retreat. Like I have to run or charge. So so at times it could actually be quite hard. And if someone gets into U turn one or you know charges you then you're pinned. So that's one less unit. So for me, you're right. It's it's a bit, it's not worth it compared to some of the others. Exactly. Yeah. But I got to say though, there is some battle tactics in that white dwarf that are actually looking pretty good. Um, yeah. So you got, so I'll read them out for anyone who doesn't have the white dwarf. So it seems like there's one for each of the, um, for the tribes, although they're not tribe dependent, they seem like they've tried to create one for each of the styles. So you've got, that's mine. So pick one objective on the battlefield, wholly outside of your territory. Um, you score it if it's kicked away um, and it's wholly within your territory. So it's, it's requiring essentially a Kraken eater to kick it back. 
You've got the wrecking crew that um, you complete the tactic if a faction terrain uh, is demolished that turn. Um, more focused towards obviously the gatebreaker, but not restrictive to the, the gatebreaker. But there is one that's keyword dependent, which is the man skittles that uh, it requires you with a war stomper mega gargant to use its hurled body ability. And there's um, some conditions there, so um, that now gives us not only are the, the existing GUR um, battle tactics easy for us. Maybe these will be more valuable to you when we move out of Gur, and maybe we move into a different battle pack and we don't have all of these bonus monster stuff. Exactly. And I think that out of those three, the easiest one, as the way I'm thinking about it, it could be like, that's mine, right? Um, yeah. Because that ability says you can kick an objective up to 2d6, right? So you can kick it two inches right especially in those um in those uh, battle packs where the objective it's literally in in the middle of your deployment zone and theirs so you can kick it two inches to their side so it's completely on their side and then you kick it three towards yours and it's and all of the sudden you completed it so the way i'm seeing that one i'm seeing it around turn four or five yeah, you Maybe. wouldn't do this early, but it's just too risky. Exactly. It's, it's just too, too risky. risky. There's been plenty of times where I've kicked an objective three inches or four inches, and it basically moves nowhere. So um, to get it wholly within your territory, like, yeah, you, you want to go late game. Or if you're going with a, a Kraken Eater with the 3D6 kick instead of the two, 2D6 kick, then you've got a better chance maybe earlier in the game. Exactly. No, exactly. Um, the Wrecking Crew, I mean, you're leaving everything to a two-plus, right? Um, and and you have to they have to have a terrain piece, so that's the other thing. Um, so on a one at least it's a battle at least it's a battle tactic. At least it's about it's not it's not a grand strategy. So if you find a faction terrain that is aggressive, you know some armies like the Loon Shrine or the Slanesh Fane, um, even like OBR, they'll, they'll be aggressive with their terrain piece. It's easy. But then some of the things like Herdstones, which are you know right at the back of the field, then you don't pick that one, or at least you pick it towards the end. Exactly. Um, and Games Workshop just updated um, their FAQ. So for all those uh, Sylvaneth players, uh, your prayers have been answered. Uh, so now they can, again, put words uh, not just on their side, right? So if they want to teleport models using the pathways, you can just destroy one of those woods, you know? So it's, yeah. it's a little bit, it, it can be a little bit closer too. So that's good. No, there's, there's some good options for us. Again, everything is coming up millhouse for us. Um, before I talk about the core battalions that we got with White Dwarf, how do you feel about the three tribes? We've got three three tribes. Um, do you feel like they're all kind of, and I'm actually going to pull out a comment that I actually saw on Plastic Crack, who ironically enough just jumped in the chat. Um, I saw this little bit of secret list tech that from from his article. So um, if you want to see some good content on um, on Gargans, I'd definitely check out Plastic Crack blog. Hell Where yeah. do you think the tribes are standing in regards to the three? Do you think one is better than others, two out of three? Where are you standing? Um. I, I got to say that I really still like the Breaker Tribe, um, especially what I'm seeing so far in the tournaments. And I, we've been, I've been having so far four tournaments. I'm having another one this month. 
and there's a lot of hero hammer, right? Uh, and and you've been talking about that a lot um, with uh, all the other guests that you had. Um, so I used to have um, the Breaker Tribe with like, you know, the shiny unes, right? So uh, armor saves of one, two, three, or four, I get a plus one to hit. I completely change it to heroes and wizards, you know, because everybody's bringing like these big monsters and I just love having that plus one to hit, you know, it catches people off guard. It helps really us quick. with people who take the arcane tome that make a non-hero. Well, actually, even they're a hero. So, so you know, like, yes, you're right. Like, absolutely taking down. I always took, the, my combination was always, I took the boss. You see, yeah, yeah, I took the hero one, so bossy pants and clever cogs. And then my general, would, I'd, I'd also take shiny ends with the, with the general just to get an additional plus one. But um, the comment that I wanted to call out from, again, I'm going to pull up plastic, plastic Crack, was there was a chat happening in the WhatsApp, and I'm not a part of the destruction of the, the, the Suns uh, WhatsApp group, but it was in Plastic Crack's article. There was a really good comment that Suns is becoming more popular. Um, I have probably only played the Mirror Match once, once in second edition, but a lot of players are picking up Suns, and they're either taking, yeah, they're taking up Suns. And what happens when it's Suns versus Suns Mirror Match? And we're all counting as 20 or 10 against the objective. And I wonder, and this is a really good comment, does the Taker Tribe being counting as 30 or 15 help us win that? And if we do take that, what's the trade-off? Because they're probably two, my two favourites. I'm really anti-War Stomper, despite what um, a few people like Jonathan, who's in my Discord, is passionate about his War Stomper. I don't like it. Um, the benefits are too good for hordes, but we're not in a horde meta. so. I don't know. Maybe you want to convince me otherwise, but I think there might be some really good traction with the Taker Tribe, just with um, with the, maybe the mirror matchup. So yeah, I've seen a lot of Taker Tribe, and and um, what a lot of people have been talking um, so far is, you know, you just grab four Mega Gargans with the Taker Tribe, you just move them uh, to the objectives, and you just sit there. Uh, it's not really the way I like to play. Um, I really like to get it, you know, into the brawl. Um, and, you know, if I have a mere match um, uh, with a fellow Gargan player, um, I think, in my opinion, um, with the Breaker Tribe and, you know, uh, the plus one to hit against heroes and wizards, I'll just let them uh, get into the objective and then I'll just hit them real hard with a unit of three little Gargans, which we all know those are the real hammers <laughs> out of the army and can do some real damage. Um, That's so the quick lesson, by the way. That is the lesson there that – and I've been, I've been having chats with other people who, who are now just picking up Gargans for the first time, and they're like, why doesn't my Mega do what I want it to do? And it's because the Mega isn't the damage dealer. I mean, the Gatebreaker definitely does more damage. Obviously, the, the Kraken Eater can pull models out of coherency and it can also pull out champions. It's great, but it is protect your babies as much as possible. People, I've seen people use the babies as their screen for the Mega, and it's the complete opposite. You've got a screen with the Mega. Uh, it can soak up the damage. It's got the better armor save. You can put on Amulet of Destiny. You can throw a plus one armor save, and then you slingshot the, the three or the one in, and it does the damage. Exactly. Um, I I gotta say I love I, I love 
the stumper. Um, I played a couple of games um, being a stumper tribe, but it's what you said. Like I, those games were in second edition. Right now, we don't see those hordes. Um, and actually, that that is a good point. That is one of the changes that I had on my notes that I wanted to talk about, and it's the reinforcements, right, in third edition. Um, that is huge. It's a huge change, right? Um, armies get four reinforcements, um, you know, to plus their uh, their units in numbers. Uh, so, and and the points have gone up, right? So, when you bring a John into an objective, and I count as twenty, and you all of a sudden your opponent has to make a greater investment, right? Because it's not just the investment of models, but it's also the investment of the reinforcement that they spent to bring that unit to 20, to bring that unit to 30. And once you take that away, all of a sudden it's like, damn, like I just spent my reinforcement points. Look at Little Marathi over there. <laughs> and, and, and Little Marathi has made the perfect comment is if you are yeah. watching this because you want to defeat us, that is the key. If you see baby gargants, you need to to kill them. They have a rubbish armor save. They have a rubbish um, uh, leadership bravery. I've had one run away and it killed me. It killed me um, because I didn't have enough CP in second edition. Um, and now in third edition, obviously, we can only spend one inspiring presence. So if you run two two blocks of your baby gargants, you can only inspire in presence once, and you could force that battle shock and lose one on a five or a six, depending on how many you've lost. So um for me it kills me so coach uh funny you mentioned that on my last game of summer slaughter against joe crier i fell twice and two little giants in my two little units they ran away i rolled a six the only number that they will run away and i rolled it twice and it just sucks so <laughs> so yeah uh definitely target the little giants um yeah, so definitely what, what I was saying is with the reinforcements, that is just huge in my opinion, um, and that it's definitely a plus that we have. I think probably the only other challenge that I've had in my third edition list construction is that um, in in second edition, I ended up landing on two gate breakers in Breaker Tribe. I had one Kraken Eater, and I had one unit of three Man Crushers. And that is too many points now. I think it sits at 2,025. And the only way I found I could run a list similar to that is if I went down to two War Stompers and two Gate Breakers, but then I'm sacrificing the Kraken Eater. And I think one of the challenges that I've had looking at those types of lists is that a lot of the tribes only really benefit certain keywords. So Breaker Tribe, uh, not yeah, yeah, Breaker Tribe is only going to give me benefits really to the Gatebreaker. So the War Stomper gets no love. Um, if I go to the War Stomper Tribe, I'm getting no love for the Gatebreaker or the Kraken Eater. So it's been an interesting, just like how do I manipulate it? And maybe, maybe if yeah, and I know we're going to go through your list, but I think that's probably one been one of my challenges is how do I get the list that I want and get it to work? But I think I've got to trade off some of the keyword synergy and get the most of other parts of the book. Yeah, and I and that's where the taker tribe um, is not it's not yes. restricted and everybody benefits. So I I'm always turned between those two. I'm just since I'm seeing a lot of heroes, I'm going with the breaker. 
but I used to play Taker as well. And the, the benefit of the Taker definitely is that. Um, and just, just one thing I wanted to highlight as well, um, that when we were talking about the changes on third edition, Rally is just huge. And, and people just don't think about it until you revive three little giants in the course of a game. And in theory, you were playing with 2,500 points, um, you know, because you just roll. Like, um, I think it was game three in Summer Slaughter, game two. Um, and I only had one giant. My opponent picked bring it down, right? Hey, I'm going to kill that little giant. So it was my turn. And um, I just actually it was on his turn. I rolled for the rally and I brought two little giants. I rolled two sixes out of the two rolls. And you could see that his face was like, oh my God, what just happened? 24 wounds just came into play. And that objective that you thought you had, all of a sudden you don't have it anymore because I have 30 models there. Um, that and also redeploy, just a huge thing uh, that people just take it for granted. And you can do some, some, some stuff with redeploy. You can be aggressive I've with it. I've, I've I've actually capped objectives with redeploy. So I've I've um I've redeployed a gargant that was outside of uh, an objective. I then redeployed them, tagged the objective in range, and then took it because again my mega gargant's worth twenty uh, or obviously uh, thirty if I'm in in the the breaker tribe. Um, no, take a tribe. But um, the other cool thing as well that Third's given us with the White Dwarf is there are two new battalions that we've kind of started talking about. And one of the things that I love is you can get more artifacts. And I'm seeing lists where people are taking three or even four artifacts, which I think is super exciting. I've seen some other crazy list tech. People are taking wizards. They're taking with bridge. People are taking like bridge with their, with their gargants. I don't get it. I don't know why you'd want a bridge and you'd want to waste so many points in an in an army that people can easily counter. There's not a lot of wizardy type stuff in our force, but there's some crazy list science going on right now. But the two battalions that I really enjoy, and depending on your style, for me, I cheered when I saw Bosses of the Stomp because it allows me to have up to four megas. So I could do double Boss of the Stomp because it allows you to have, you've got to have, you've got to have two. So if I'm doing a double, um, if I'm doing a double uh, Mega Gargant, I can either go one drop unified or I could do two of them and, and get an additional artifact on either side because there's an option. You either go um, unified or you go magnificent. And then you've got the foot sloggers that allow you to have two man crushers up to three. Um, and you could have an optional uh, mega, and that allows you to go unified or uh, what's it called? Um, uh, Swift. So it's a couple of really good battalions. Yeah. And I, in my list, we, we're going to see it later on, but I definitely use the bosses of the stump. Um, I haven't used the other one uh, that much because I really like the um, Hunters of the Harland on those unit of three little gargants. Because those are the guys that I send against Archeon, right? Those are the guys that I send against the big monsters out there that are coming my way. And it's good when I can roar Archeon. And he's like pissing his pants and he cannot roar me back, you know? So 
I've had that a few times. I've had that where like I've been fighting with my Marathi and um, someone roars at Marathi and I really need that plus one to hit. So being able to ignore the plus one um, or being able to stop them issuing or receiving a command in the combat phase has been really helpful. Um, and I guess if you're going to go down the man crusher route, I can definitely see benefit in going under heart hunters because you want to get as many benefits as possible. There's not many aura, if any, command abilities. So you need them to, if you want to get the consistency in, in in combat phase you need to get the all-out attack definitely yeah and the swift is not so if if i will if i pick that battalion i will definitely use the unified the swift only one unit can use that uh and sometimes the the way um that we look at those battle tactics I really want to use that ferocious advance, right? The one that you move three units at the beginning. And if all of a sudden one of the units is already forward, um, sometimes it could be a little bit harder and stuff like that. And I don't know, I, I have to play a couple of games to, to see if Swift really is worth it. Um, but the unified, it's, it's pretty good. Yes, if you look, you know, like even if we went uh, regular army, it's it's four drops at best, right? Like, you know, unless you're actually no, sorry, I lie. If you go out and get a lot of ones, if you get a lot of baby gargans as singulars, then obviously you can go more than four. But on average, you're probably sitting somewhere between four and six drops. Um, but for me, like I would, I'm probably now leaning towards double boss of the stomp and probably going two extra artifacts, and that could be. Amulet of Destiny, Arcane Tome. It could be something great that's sitting in my, uh, depending on the tribe that I run, there's so many good artifacts in Gargans. The struggle was always I can't get them all. And now I can get three. And if I go take, if I go take a, no, break a tribe. If I go break a tribe, I can, I can take the command trait to get a fourth artifact. So all of my boys could have an artifact. Um, take a tribe. You, you were correct. Yeah. So the yeah. take a tribe is the one that, um, you know, because uh, they have all those treasures and all that stuff. So, yeah, they can uh, get an extra artifact. So, yeah, correct. Um, I've seen people having like four artifacts and just loving, loving it. And I'm and I'm sorry, empty wallets. I refuse to acknowledge the bone grinder gargant when it lost its <laughs> six inch piling. When it lost its six inch piling. It was really good. It was really good before Suns came out because the six-inch piling was awesome and one great reason. And my argument was always, in the new Bone Grinder, why wouldn't I just take a um, a Gatebreaker? They play a similar role. I would rather a Gatebreaker for the synergies than I would, I don't know. Someone convinced me otherwise. I'm not a fan of the Bone Grinder. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, I, I want to. I want to. Please, like, like no, I want. I want to love it. I just can't. No, yeah, and I really, I'm really hoping that um, in the future, I and mean, we, we're going to talk about it later on, on on the units that could be added to the army. But Forgeable could create like a titan, you know. Like if you look at giants, you know, and giant mythology, you know, they could create a titan and it's like a bigger, big eel, you know, like a bigger giant with like different abilities. But this guy, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it. <laughs> we've seen it in 40K. We've seen they've, they keep increasing the titan range. So the, the options are there. Imagine like carrying around like this incredibly massive, like <laughs> a thousand point gargant. 
that I think overall, like to kind of like bring us back, I think we're feeling quite good. I think Gargans are in a good spot. There's a lot of cool customization. We are the big bads of the game. We're in the big bads of the game because we are heroes. We are monsters. So it means our people can take, uh, well, majority of our our units are able to issue or receive a a heroic action. We're able to use the, the monstrous rampages. We're scoring extra victory points while we're in GURB with the battle tactics. The the um, grand strategies are super easy for us. Um, there's less objectives, so it means we can concentrate our force. And that's probably one lesson that I learned in second ed is don't just send one mega gargan out and hope for the best. I was sending them out in power pairs. Or sometimes when I come up against something that I really need to kill, like an Archaeon, I would run three megas and just absolutely annihilate Catacross, Nagash, whatever it might be, and then kind of spread the force out when I kind of disarmed it. But you can now concentrate with with sons, and it's a lot easier because there's less objectives to worry about. And objective play isn't e- nearly as important as it used to be. You know, as long as you're scoring one, two, or more, um, that's normally enough. Exactly, and um, and our shenanigans are still in play, right? So, like, we don't care about what the battle plan says. Like, for us, it's a numbers game, right? Uh, so any battle plan that says like, well, you need a hero or stuff like that, I don't care about that. <laughs> you know, uh, all of a sudden, yeah. if I have a giant there, it's a numbers game. So it's it's huge. Um, no, and, I dig it. And also, so some of the battle plans, you know, like they favor us, and and I know we're gonna talk about those uh, in a little bit. So. Well, let's bring up your list. Let's actually put this into yeah. theory, and I guess let's talk a bit about way you're thinking because I know your style of list is different to mine because I'm not a big fan of the man crushers. I think one because of the model, two, I just don't, I just don't want to babysit. I feel like with man crushers, I'm always babysitting them, and I don't want to be babysitting. Um, but there's a there's definitely a reason for having them. I'm curious to see how they work in three E because obviously the way rend is kind of working right now some of those rend one attacks aren't nearly as important um but we've got rend three headbutts as well so the the tools are there but talk me through your logic so we've kind of got the gatebreaker and you've got your kraken eater you've got two units of three man crushes you've gone the breaker tribe you've gone the beast master the triumph is inspired i love that it's probably the best one there at least for us uh, and as we previously mentioned, you got boss fists and hunters. So, flaming weapon, big big balls there. I'm. <laughs> how often do you get that off compared to not getting it off? Um, I only uh, have got that once, and I have only played uh, four games since the White Dwarf, um, because sometimes instead of using the flaming weapon. Um, just like you said, I'm worried about the little three-man crusher gargants, and I'd rather put Mystic Shield on them if they're going to do something uh, uh, huge. Uh, so w- when it comes to the list, right, um, Breaker Tribe, I have the Fierce Lothian, um, Bossy Pants, and Clever Cogs. Uh, so that's the one that it's a plus one to hit against heroes or wizards. Uh, and just like I mentioned before, I see a lot of people bringing big heroes um, and it l- literally pays dividends. Uh, minus, of course, Morathi, which, yeah, I can only do three damage and it's, yeah, whatever. But everybody else, um, it, it helps me 
uh, get those uh, key targets down with my hammers, which are the three man crushing gargants. Um, Beastmaster, again, they have to kill my entire army in order for me not to um, get it. And I have only not gone, got that one once. Uh, and that was against James O'Brien with Morathi and like all the snakes and like, yeah, it was, it was an interesting game. Let's put it that way. Um, the Gatebreaker uh, is definitely my giant, uh, my general, and he has 40 wounds with that uh, five plus invulnerable save, uh, word save, which is just amazing. Um, one of the things though, uh, that players have to remember is that when you look at the table um, to see when your giant is going down, you know, like um, how much damage it's taken, it's yeah. wounds, it's wounds suffered. Okay, so if you have 40 wounds, uh, you know, those uh, where it, it just breaks, makes you stay at the bottom, bottom bracket for longer. Yeah, you just stay in the bottom bracket for longer. Um, the Kraken Eater, um, I just use that guy for his utility, which is huge, being able to kick objectives. Um, it's it's really good, especially in a lot of the battle plans um, that, you know, you get extra points if it is uh, in the middle, for example, right? Um, or if it's on the op opponent's um, side, you get extra points. So that's, that's how I see those being used. Um, and then the three little uh, Gargans, those are my hammers. And those are the guys that I send to do the dirty work. Um, they are the ones that really hit hard in the army besides the gate breaker. Um, and yeah, those are the guys that anything that I charge uh, more than likely will get killed um, if I play my cards correctly. I think um, there's some interesting things here. Like, like when I look at this list versus the way I run the Breaker Tribe, um, and Jonathan kind of called it out earlier as well. Um, and I, I probably could probably do a bit of maths hammer to work out what's better and what's not better. Um, you know, monstrously tough is good. And I've been toying between the two. Do I take the extra five wounds so my mega is on a five up? Sorry, so I get 40 wounds? Or do I go old and gnarly and I get to reroll once um, to my save? And I think there's some interesting play, and you could probably look at either way. Um, I guess it depends on, you know, are you dealing with armies who are doing mortal wounds? Um, you know, when you do all-out defense or all-out attack, do you, like, what's the what's the return on, a I guess, a, a re-rolling of ones? So maybe someone can math hammer it for me, but I've been toying between the two. I, I'm, not, I'm not settled. Yeah, no, and Jonathan, um, that, that is a great point. Um, you know, uh, that's the other one that I'm looking at, uh, the re-rolling ones on saves. Because uh, if you're on your best day ever, you know, or like uh, happy Finest days, hour. You know, it's finest yeah, hour. Finest I've... hour. <laughs> <laughs> I just said it to piss you off. Because <laughs> I see you say it uh, on, with the other guests. I just want to clarify because hour. there's a whole bunch of new people who watch my channel and they're, and they're probably looking through their battle time, looking through their finest hour. I'm like, uh, what is this? Like best day, best day ever. Sorry. Like what is a best day ever? Um, <laughs> but another one, like uh, another one that I was running in the old edition before we got things like the Amulet of Destiny was the Enchanted, is it the Por Porculus? That gives you the six up ward save. 
And in combination with the amulets, having two ward saves in the army could actually work quite well if you're building around the more durable force. And I love flaming weapon, don't get me wrong, but I worry about hitting the Lumineth Realm Lords, the Zench, the, you know, the Archaeons, the, the, all of the different type of, you know, spell dom type armies that we don't have enough pluses to cast. I don't want to I don't want to hug our piece of arcane terrain and what's the likelihood of getting the flaming weapon off. I guess we've got Mystic Shield as well, but I don't know. That's why I'm a bit nervous with magic. There's just not enough upside for me. Exactly. And, and you know, when, when you pick um, the Magnificent, you know, you can, you know, you can pick enhancements um, out of the core book, the core rules on 27.3. Um, so, you know, and especially with the Breaker Tribe, um since the other giant is a kraken eater i cannot pick a kraken eater uh breaker tribe uh, artifact and put it on my kraken eater so the one that i have left is the arcane tome um and that's why usually i go for that one yeah uh, but by the way i i say that and because i normally run two breakers two gate breakers in breaker tribe but um, but absolutely, yes, you obviously can't um, be doing, yes, what you just said. So uh, makes complete sense. But I guess, you know, if you were to swap that out to the um, to the Taker tribe, then, you know, obviously we've got different, you know, you've still got the plus five to your wounds if you want. You go the command trait to get the second artifact. So all of a sudden we, we, we start, that's how we start getting into the artifact party. And if you go double boss of the stomp, then you could have up to four arc artifacts. Exactly. No. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so that's why I'm. I'm also looking at the uh, uh, going back to the Taker Tribe, and 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 I definitely want to try that out. Currently, I don't have um, four Mega Gargan models, so I need to buy me a fourth one. Uh, you but I definitely want to. Yeah, I definitely want to try that. Uh, four Mega Gargan um, bosses at the stump, double bosses at the stump list. I know. I know when I found the most value in the Breaker tri Taker Tribe, the Taker Tribe. I, sw I swap so much. Like I, I, that's why I get confused because I, I swap so much. But when I go with the um, with the the Taker Tribe, I know I found a lot of value with my single man crushes being counted as fifteen. That was probably where I get the most value out out of the Mega Gargants. I don't know. The thirty was maybe a bit too much. But now that we're finding more megas kind of in the meta, um, I think it's probably a good time to revisit. And especially if you start going into mirrors, that difference of 10, because you're right, not a lot of armies are double reinforcing to a point of getting 60 models or even 40 models. Um, most most units can't do that anymore. Probably, probably what? Git stabbers, Skaven clan rats, zombies and things like that, skellies and those type of armies are probably the only ones that are going up to maybe... 30 plus models exactly um and 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 that's that's one of the things why i'm still on the breaker um because of of the plus one and and just because i don't see big units out there um and i really haven't got that many mirror matches um so i really haven't been faced with that dilemma um the other thing about the breaker tribe on my list that people always forget myself included, is that we get a plus one damage when uh, the enemy unit is wholly garrison or within a terrain feature. Um, 
And you will say, well, I'll just stay outside of terrain. Well, yeah, sure, but the table is smaller. Um, on a 2000 point, you have nine pieces of terrain or eight pieces of terrain out there. Uh, so all of a sudden you're really restricted to the places that you can go and you cannot go. Uh, and there are some battle plans that the objectives fall from the sky on turn two or three. On this last tournament that I was on my last game, which an amazing player who was actually number three on Summer Slaughter, if I'm not mistaken, the objective on his side dropped in the middle of a terrain field. So all of a sudden, when my little Gargans uh, came to pay a visit, the damage was brutal, you know? So mm. I, I wouldn't take it for granted. It, it does happen sometimes. No, and especially as more people are play, playing with garrisoning and trying to get um, so those additional rules around defensible terrain. Um, I haven't found many situations just yet. But at the same time, I think people are still learning the new rules and even things like redeploy. I'm not seeing many people use redeploy just yet, but I think once, give it six months, give people actually some proper time to practice and get across it. I think you'll find a lot more defensible terrain being leveraged. You'll probably see a lot more things like redeploy and even rally. I think people are just so so used to issuing you know certain command points or doing what they used to do in 2E. You almost got to break the cycle. Um, it is interesting though that you've got the two the two um two units of man crushers. I think I think for me, like if I'm going down that route, I, I route, I guess, you know, there's almost an argument, do I go the war stomper route? Um and obviously there's pros and cons on either side, but I do like the plus one to hit against heroes and wizards in the current meta, which is a lot of hero monsters. Like I, I like I've been doing these list discussions now for almost two months, and I'm seeing people throwing in Alariel. Uh, you know, techless. You know, uh, like you could just m- m- vampire lord on zombie dragon. Like, there's just so many hero monsters. People are putting in a thousand points, maybe even more, and people are trying to find those big, chunky five hundred point monsters. And you're going to see, you know, Gordrak. You're going to see more crushes. You're going to see Stormcast drop a dragon. Who knows? And it's, I'm assuming that's going to be a a hero. So. I think you're yeah. in a very good spot to to respond to whoever you play at a tournament. Exactly, and and since my little gargans are in Hunters of the Heartland, all of all of the sudden for them is a negative return on investment, right? They put 500 points of their 2,000 on a monster that I'm going to have a plus one to hit, and you cannot affect me whatsoever with your monster actions. You know, so that that's that's the way I'm seeing it so uh, so far. Yeah, no, I dig it. No, I dig it. I'm just looking at ta- Taker Tribe as well. Um, I think Taker Tribe is a very similar. You've got some cool things you can possibly do. It doesn't do nearly as much damage as the um, Breaker Tribe, um, and you're playing a bit more conservatively. You're playing a bit more, um, like, you know, ca- a bit cagey. I found that I was playing a bit more cagey as opposed to getting into combat. Um, while the Stomper, I think, the, the, yeah, the War Stomper for me, I, I'm not... I haven't quite cracked the code just yet. Maybe you've got some ideas, but the Stomper Tribe for me, I'm not. I'm just not seeing the horde benefits. Although playing with the War Stomper, I do like it now. I, I, I must admit, I've I've become a fan. Uh, it's not my favorite, but I, I don't think it's trash. Um, previously, I was like, no, nah, I don't, I don't, I want nothing to do with that thing because it's slow. It's it's you know attacks are mostly based on like hordes, but I'm actually okay with it now. And, and why I'm okay running a four drop and having at least one maybe two stompers. 
Yeah, no, I, uh, again, I played a, a couple games with uh, the Stumper Tribe on second edition, and they were a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Uh, I just don't see the numbers right now, coach. Like, I don't see, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, I think. Is, uh, I don't see that kind of stuff anymore, so. Actually, I, I will, I, sorry, I, I will I will say one. I have actually seen it in Soul Blight. That's probably where I'm seeing it right now. I'm seeing big blocks of Graveguard. I'm seeing big blocks of skellies and zombies and zombies that are regenerating and getting over their max size. Um, it might help you with, with Zinch, although Pink Horrors have slightly changed. So there is some argument in some areas. Legion of the First Prince is kind of building around those kind of um, those demons and Zinch, but... Um, I think you're right. I think Taker and um, Breaker Tribe are probably the two give or take, and maybe Breaker's a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely against uh, – <laughs> look at that, Jonathan. <laughs> Jonathan is just he's, – He's also a Greywater fan. He's also a Greywater fan, and I've told him Greywater's my second least favourite of the Cities of Sigma. <laughs> he's all in, and, and I love that. Um, I think – yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going to try it uh, a little bit more. And, and anybody that is listening, I highly recommend um, the um, Discord that Coach has. I mean, there's a big Gargan community there. And as soon as I have some games on that, I'll, I'll definitely post it. Um, and we are always, like, stomping around there uh, and, and sharing what we can do to get better. So, um, I don't know. I'll definitely try it, Jonathan. I promise. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, we're in a good spot either way. Um, what is there? Have you learned? Like, why? Why wouldn't you go with? Uh, and I know, obviously, points aside, and maybe some people are thinking about. You know, I don't want to have two big blocks of man crushers. What about? Uh, you know, a couple of small ones, having a couple of you know uh, single babies to run around and give them a bit more flexibility. What are your thoughts on? Um, what are your thoughts on the having multiple units of one? Versus a unit of three. Sorry, I was just laughing because endless, endless chalk was saying he wants Miss Tarvin. Um, I can tell you right now, I don't think you're getting a Miss Tarvin show. That's like pushing shit uphill. I'm sorry, but like this, <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not. Um, but yeah, like where are you at in regards to the three versus one? Do you see any pros and cons between going ones over threes? Um, I like the threes because I, again, I rally a lot. Believe it or not. Um, and I lo always love that opportunity to rally some of the giants and continue going forward. Uh, just like a mad truck uh, that has lost its brakes. Um, the little giants, the benefits that I see are especially with um, Unleash Hell, right? Like there's been a couple of games where I, I have brought that little giant to charge a unit of Lumineth archers. You know, and all of a sudden they have to waste their unleash hell on that little giant. So that's my sacrificial lamb. And then all of a sudden I charge with the other one. Um, I also like the ability just to have a giant out there and control an objective, you know, against units that can teleport and stuff. And I'm not spending 490 points, which is a unit of three protecting objectives in my back line. Um, the good thing also, though, is that just like you mentioned before, Coach, like there is less objectives, the, the table is smaller. So if all of a sudden I get teleported in the back or something happens, I can redirect 
my boss and and try to hit it that way you know so i i i have played with them i'm just a, a bigger fan of having units of three power power yeah. numbers yeah, and I, I guess it's good to know, just because some people might be thinking about this, like, what do I do? You know, do I do I separate them into units of one, which means that I can leverage more of things like Hunters of the Heartland. I could go, um, you know, Boss of the Stomp and get three Megas and then go Hunters and go single ones because I wouldn't be able to do that with a unit of, of three. So just some considerations. I guess the, the argument against that as well would be if you've got a home field objective, you could always use the Kraken Eater to kick it um, so you don't have to kind of sit someone at the back babysitting and wasting 500 points on a babysitter. You could kind of kick it with you, but then you are at the risk of it being closer to your opponent and could be scoring it. But to Jonathan's point as well, like that's probably one of the big reasons why I really dislike Stomper is because it's restrictive and I'm not a big yes. fan of the man crushes. And because I'm not a big fan of the man crushes, it means that I'm not getting benefit to the things that I want to put on the table. So it's not that I don't like it. It's just for my type of style, I'm not getting the value and it's forcing me into a build that I don't like. Exactly. No, and he definitely hit the uh, nail on the head, like just being restricted um, in an already, in my opinion, restricted army due to War Scrolls, right? We only, we only have really four War Scrolls. I mean, that number five is a little bit questionable but you know i want to play with the little four war scores that i have the way i want to play it and being restricted when it comes to those uh command abilities uh yeah it's a it's a negative for me let's let's talk about the future let's talk let's, let's do some pie sky prediction i know you were excited about having some like what would you like we talked about the titan is there anything that you'd like to see from suns moving forward i mean hey We've gotten new battalions. Like, do you, would you be excited about a Lumineth book where you get another updated book 12 months later and there's like a whole half of the range to come? So we, we go from four to eight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would love that. Um, and I think, you know, we were talking before the, the show went live. Um, I heard you the other day, you know, like um, the cities of sigmar has 60 war scrolls right and we that's not even counting the stormcast that you can add right so but you know when you have that many war scrolls and you see the meta transforming you see iron drakes then you go see phoenix guard then it goes back to iron drakes right so yeah you have the but sometimes it's a little bit quite saturated, right? Um, now, when you have four War Scrolls, you can only go up. You can only go up from here. Um, so um, so one of the big things that I would love to see uh, is kind of like a storyteller giant, right? A lot of the, the, the stories that giants tell each other on their tribes are through storytelling. And storytelling is a big thing in human history, real human history, right? So I would love to see like some uh, giant with, you know, uh, pains all over, you know, he's uh, he or she is a storyteller, female giants. I, I know somebody mentioned that on the chat. Yeah. You know, and through their, um, through their stories, right? Uh, they generate magic. So 
kind of like a wizard giant um like a priest a like actually wizard. i was ex i was i was expecting a priest i imagine some type of like troll hag equivalent it doesn't have to be a hag but just some type of um because that because that's in the law in the law they do talk a lot about the oral storytelling and just how they do things also big love to um age of empty wallets who opened and emptied his entire wallet and uh gave me some um some biddies so thank you for not making me have to stuff you in my pants or my my sack i assume you <laughs> I assume you ha you have more than three wounds, so I appreciate that you did it. But yeah, like that's probably the word I wanted to say. Like some type of matriarch type, you know, female figure would be awesome. I'd love to see some type of um, some so yeah, some 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 type of wizard. Um, I think one one other reason why I love the the um, the breaker tribe, and I know some people are like eh, breaker tribe's boring, but it gives me consistency in the shooting attack. I think that's what I've really yeah. enjoyed is the shooting attack is, you know, outside of the breaker tribe with the plus one to hit has been really inconsistent. But being able to throw something and expect some good damage um, has been huge. So for me, especially with the man crushes, at least gives me other threats because otherwise sometimes I just can't get through these, you know, impenetrable walls. I can't get to those key heroes that I really need to because I don't have other shooting. I don't have a lot of good magic. And I'm stuck there fighting a way that might not win exactly and um uh that's another giant that i would love to see a giant that has some good shooting abilities now we, we did talk about it uh before the show went on and yeah i definitely see your concerns with you know we count as extra models we are high wounds and all of a sudden we have a shooting piece out there that um but you know g-dubs could you know there's so much giant mythology you know and a giant that throws, um, you know, lightning bolts or something, you know, like the giant mm -hmm. that you see in Greek mythology. Um, that would be really cool. And then there's another one that I was thinking about, uh, Coach, and it's kind of like, um, you know, in the book, you see that giants are mercenaries, right, at large. Uh, so I would really like to see like a smaller giant, not like a big one, but between the big giant and the little giants. And that guy's kind of like a negotiator, right? Like that's the guy that goes and talks to the human tribes and, and all that stuff on behalf of the big giant, right? And that is more of a support piece, you know? Uh, I love a little giant that is, that is supporting everybody. It's like, it's like basically, look guys, we're about to raid your village. You either can give us your stuff or we're gonna stomp you. Um, Interesting question though came up from uh, was it endless yeah endless chorp as well like the lessons that we've learned kind of playing man crushes I, do, do you have man crushes or are you um, if you are playing in a gut buster would you be a man crusher or would you be an ale guzzler gargant because if you're an ale guzzler gargant um, I think what I've learned is because I, I play with them in gits um, there's some really inconsistency especially if you like roll a double on the charge and you trip over and um it's not as supported i don't know there's some good stuff with it um for me you're getting a little distraction piece really that can soak up some damage but um i think for me like in gut busters or even in destruction in general you either should just put those points into something you've got naturally or 
find a few extra points and get yourself a mercenary mega gark and depending on which army you play i think um i think we're seeing a lot of those actually i'm seeing death bringing in a lot of the mega mercenaries i'm seeing cities bringing in the kraken eater i'm seeing i'm seeing a lot of gargants coming in as a mercenary so um no yeah definitely in summer slaughter uh there were uh, quite a lot of armies and i think um one I've, of seen, them Slanesh, I've seen them in Slanesh, I've seen them in Nighthaunt, I've seen them in, like, there's so many armies. Exactly. Yeah, I definitely think uh, um, there was, I, I seen a couple of the death ones, the breaker, uh, just just bringing havoc on the table uh, with the death armies. So, yeah, definitely. And and by the way, if you're watching this thinking I'm going to bring myself in a mercenary mega gargan, just know that the mercenary doesn't count as 20. It'll only count as the five, which is what our new monsters, whatever it is. Other obviously ogres get counting as 10, but um the mega will only count as five if it's a mercenary mega. He doesn't bring in the that 20 rule with you. Um, exactly. And with mercenaries, I, th I think they're good. I think they're definitely worth it. I think it's just the trade-off. Like if I'm dropping 500 points, is it worth it? What am I giving up and what is it bringing to the table? Is it Are you just looking for a 35 wound, you know, punching bag that you don't have a lot of durability in your army and um, I'm looking for something to sit on an objective and just hold it to get me some additional uh, battle tactic points? Cool, could be great. Um, if you're adding it for uh, combat, um, obviously there's a lot of, you know, destruction armies, especially are so swingy that, um, again, why we love breakers tribe so much is to get that consistency, especially, um, like the Gatebreaker, for example, love the Gatebreaker, but you notice between being in the gate in the breaker tribe versus a taker tribe, just how different that Gatebreaker is just getting the plus one to hit. It's just huge. Exactly. And, um, Somebody mentioned the Nighthound. That that was the army that I saw with the uh, Gatebreaker. Um, and I think, um, I don't have my BCP on right now, but I think that person ended up in the top 10 or 15 out of 100 people having Nighthound with the Gatebreaker. Uh, so it's de definitely, there's use there. And the cool thing is that they bring something that the armies might not have, right? Like, um, you have the damage on the Gatebreaker. Um, the Kraken Eater brings that awesome utility of kicking things. So, you know, there's they, they always have something that it's it's a plus. Yeah. There's also one thing we forgot to talk about that might be worthwhile calling out here because a lot of people forget about it. And I played a game yesterday and my opponent forgot about it too. And that is dun, 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 the command ability for, for Gur, where it allows me to fight at the top of the bracket. So, um, so it's, it is a combat one. So if you use all that attack somewhere, you can use this somewhere else, especially if your, your mega is wounded. Um, it's a really good one to pull out your sleeve, um, to fight at your top bracket, especially if you're, you know, getting multiple attacks with the flail, your damage is starting to get degraded. Um, really good one to remember because a lot of people forget about that one. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And, um, especially when, uh, you know, you can go from, I think it's like the minimum is six or five flail attacks. You know, when you're in the last bracket of the breaker all the way back to 10, you know, so definitely please use that. If you have a command point and, you know, and you're fighting a hero, so all out attack, it's not worth it. 
you know you're gonna you're gonna die anyways because you're low wounds just use that one and do as much damage as you can yeah anything else you'd want to add to the sun's chat before we kind of wrap things up i think overall you know like when i look at this there's probably no one clear winner list there's a couple of interesting list ideas you can manipulate um the tribes i think we've got two out of three really good tribes i'd love to see some stomper tribe list tech and whether you put it in the comment section or in discord or wherever it might be um i haven't quite seen the the, the list science just yet but that's also because I'm not super invested into man crushes. But I think overall, the battle pack is really good for us right now. The new White Dwarf rules help us, especially when we move out of Gur, whenever that might be. Uh, I know White Dwarf had some rules for Hish. So is it six months? Is it 12 months? Is it three months? Who knows? But um, I think that'll help us. You know, there's a lot of cool things for us. I think everything is millhouse for us. Yeah, the only thing uh, I had on my notes that I wanted to just remind people is just take a look at the battle packs. Huh? And there is like uh, a couple of those that you can pull some shenanigans with the Kraken Eater. Uh, so for example, Tooth and Nail on page 38 of the GHB, right? So the objectives that are located wholly within players' territories are prime objectives. So you can kick that top objective inward towards your side of the table. And all of a sudden, that is a prime objective. So it cannot be burned on that turn three by your opponent. So all of a sudden, you're controlling the objectives, uh, and you can control your force and actually direct it where it's going to do damage. And the other one is Savage Gains, right? It has just been updated on the latest errata, and you score two points for each objective that you control that is not on the border, right? So you can kick that objective on the border to the middle, and then all of a sudden you're scoring two points a pop. So you can start racking up points early. So those are the two things that I forgot. That's it. And that's why things like Amulet Destiny, things like anything give you like an extra reward save, using using the heal. So instead of using uh, extra command point, probably healing up your megas, like the more durability you can get into the list. And if you're going into getting, you know, an arcane tome, maybe you want to get Emerald Life Swarm in the list because the longer your Gargan stay on the table, the more points you score. It's not about killing your opponent. It's about how long you sit on the objective. You deny your opponent from scoring. You get those battle tactics. Um, and the longer your Gargans are on the table, the, the less likely you'll give away those victory points for them slaying one of your monsters. So... Um, probably why the ward stuff is just so good for us right now in conjunction with healing. Exactly. And and if you let me, Coach, just one more thing, and, and this is a reason why why play Gargans. It's just like you, like I, I've been having so much fun playing Gargans. And like when just, just play Gargans against a Lumineth player, how much bookkeeping that person has to do and how little you have to do, right? Like the mental stress, even from deployment. Yes, yes. And when you're like on those big tournaments and you have like five games, right, on day two, just look at a Lumineth player. Like they're hating their life playing their, their army and we're just loving it, right? We're just going extra times to the free beer stand, right? Because your turns are like 15 minutes and that poor guy is counting beans trying to make things happen. So I'm telling you. I remember you, the hero phase. Like we, you do hero phase, you're like, lol, I turn the command point dial movement. Like that was literally it. Like that was literally the hero phase. You're like, yep, 
turn my dial to get a command point. Obviously, now we have heroic actions and a few other things, but like, like, it's 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 so liberating being able to like one model, one model, and then you go into your phase. And really, all I'm worried about, especially because I'm not playing a lot of man crushes, is I really only have to worry about shooting, charge, and combat. That's really, and even then, like my shooting, I've got such limited shooting. It's just like, what can I pick that can do a little bit of chip damage? And then the charging again is just simple. So it's um, it's very, very liberating. Um, and you feel mentally refreshed. Like it's just the best day ever. <laughs> yes. And yes, yes. I did and, uh, say that on purpose. <laughs> and um, and I, I will uh, invite people to definitely uh, go see your auto video on what to bring to tournaments because that literally saved my life on this summer slaughter. I have my little backpack with like ibuprofens because, you know, for that possible headache, I have my little battery, external battery and stuff, you know. So, uh, yeah, definitely take a look at that video because um, if you're going to one of these big tournaments and it's your first time, uh, it's going to help you out a lot. I think for me, it's like like the, the most liberating thing is it's like I have no tricks. I just have fists. That's literally all I have. Like when I rock up to the, tele the table and people go, what do you do? I'm like, I don't have reserves. I don't summon. I don't have magic. I can't teleport. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't. It's like Vince, Vince had his massive laundry list. This is what I do. I, I count as a lot of models. These guys can run and charge. Can I sit on the objective and I punch you in the face? What else do you want to know? And like people are like, okay, no, really, like what else do you have? I'm like, that's it, that's it. Yeah. I just, I, I just walk up and I just do my thing. And I think that's why I've really enjoyed Sons. And I would highly recommend anyone pick it up, play with it, because it's just, it's so refreshing and it's a lot of fun. And you do stupid things. You run in, you stuff things in your bag, you 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 throw things, you laugh because destruction is so inconsistent. You can't consistency is inconsistency in destruction. So anyway, you can get the pluses to hit all that good stuff. But um, I have a lot of love for sons. I love them. I love them. They're such a good, great. But if people want to chat to you more, Horatio, where can they find you? You're in my Discord, so again, link and stuff and all that is is below. Are you on the Twitterverse or Instagram or People want to sign up to your OnlyFans. Like, where where are you at? <laughs> I've been thinking about OnlyFans. No, it's just I, I'm just I'm just in the uh, in the on the Discord that you that you have. So it's an amazing community, um, and I highly recommend anybody that is interested to join. You know, just just go out there, and I'm I'm actually signed to all of the chats for all of the armies, so I can get the latest and greatest from the people that play the best. No, I dig it. Yeah, absolutely. You just roll dice and you just smash face. That's literally it. That's right. And um, <laughs> and if you win, if you win the double turn, you do some more smashing in the face. If you lose the double turn, you laugh because you're like, I don't really wasn't going to do much anyway. I was just going to sit on this objective. I was going to swing at you. And uh, but I tell you what, I remember. Um, I remember going to a tournament. One of the last tournaments I had in second edition. Again, I can't play any third edition tournaments, being housebound. But um, at one tournament, I played. Um, Archaon, uh, Marathi, and uh, Nagash, and I beat those three, and I dropped two games, and they were like the non-god hero ones. One was against 150 skinks. Um, yeah, no, Jonathan, we're not talking about bridge gargants. I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I think you've lost the plot. 
I like if you if you five and zero a tournament with Bridge Gargans and you've beaten Lumineth, like I'll I'll kudos you, but I think that's just you've lost the plot. Um, Horatio, thank you so much for all this. Um, this, this is a fun chat. I love it. Um, the white dwarf stuff has just gone from great to outstanding. We didn't even need these rules and we're already in a really good spot. Um, I think it's just pick your flavor and then build around it, whether it's Stomper, Breaker, or Take a Tribe, whether you want to run bigs or smalls. I think, you know, there's minor, minor changes here and there, but run what you want to run. It's all, um, you'll have a great time either way. Definitely, definitely. All right, well, let's. I'm going to have lunch. Um, thank you for your time, and we'll chat in Discord. And uh, let me know in the comment section what you think, how you're running it. Prove me wrong that the Bone Grinder is great. Prove me wrong that the Stomper Tribe is the best tribe out there. Uh, I'm going to make those claims because I don't like the Bone Grinder. I don't like the Stomper Tribe. If you have some opinions and you want to tell me why, comment section stuff, tell me because I don't believe you. I don't. I don't. I truly don't believe you. I don't believe you. I don't believe the Bone Grinder has a place in our army, and I don't believe that the Stomper Tribe is nearly as good as Break or Taker. Prove me wrong. So, exactly. No, please prove prove me wrong as well. And I definitely want to see that that bridge uh, Gargan list. So uh, we we can have that conversation on the Discord. <laughs> if I'm taking an endless spell, I'd rather take Life Swarm. I'd rather take some other type of Cogs. Um, I'd rather take well, – there's so many other endless spells that I'd rather take that's not bridge. If Even if I'm going down this wizard route, like, I don't understand. All right, I'm going on a weird rant. I'm going to stop. Horatio, thank you for your time, and I hope to see you in more tournaments soon. Thank you, Coach, honestly. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. No, mate. It's all good. See you, folks. Thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord, so links down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigma conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more fixes.